2: Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes?
0: We're Jake and Kathy,
2: a young adult married couple,
0: and we're here to tell you, you're not alone.
2: That's why it's time to get Truth Pops.
0: You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic. In a pop culture world,
2: the countdown is on for Truth Pop.
0: We'll connect Christ into culture.
1: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that's just hoping the cheesy, winky, obvious references won't be back. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sip Pop Weekly, streaming live on most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's my co-host, who you don't have to wait till the 11 o'clock news to know he's turned up to 11. It's Andrew Ormsby. Ah, uh, ahoy. <laughs> and each week, we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Hi. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I was about we're, to say, We're man. getting in. We're above
3: 10 now. You know what? Honestly, I was... I was thinking the other day i'm like i hope he doesn't really spend a lot of times
1: trying to come up with the pun the, intro it's, yeah it's it is is the 70 of my prep time is just coming up with intros i'm not
3: gonna lie i worry about that sometimes really? like i really oh, don't no, want love you to it. spend are, no, so are you much kidding time. Me? i love it no I, I do i know you do love puns but uh yeah no, i know work, it's gonna be play get, my friend when we get to 23 and 25 <laughs> i'm like oh man here
1: yeah i'll do something about, about uh
3: I got an idea. Yeah. You tell me if you want to go with this or not. Comtest.
1: Comtest. Well, I don't even know what you're saying. A
3: comment contest to come up with the new intro so you don't have to worry about it. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, I
1: love it. Like I said, okay. it's one of my favorite things. So, I mean, I'm always open to suggestions. Feel free. You know, to send something in <laughs> yeah. to uh, feedback at sifpop.com, which, by the way, that's where you do your Sif quests, all that fun stuff. Anything you want to interact with the show, mm. uh, you can interact with us nice there. Segue. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I always want to pump the email for people in case they don't have it. Uh, so you can also hit yeah. us up on Twitter, of course, at Sifpop. Uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer, and uh, Andrew is not on Twitter. Nope. Got off the tweeters. Yeah, I did. I'm I so got off had- the Facebooks. I deleted it I heard about that I d- officially like delete deleted it I'm like I'm done with this
3: I only have Facebook so I can have Facebook messenger mm. because that's how my fantasy football group uh, mm-hmm. comments to one another yeah but I that's the only th- reason why this I This is have the it. thing,
1: man. This is uh, this. Is what, every I, I mean, not everybody, but I'm going to say 80% of people who I say, I deleted my Facebook, they're like, I would too, but this other group that I'm with, it's the only way they communicate. My family, it's the only way they communicate. And it's like, yeah, everybody's got their, you know, yeah, their peoples. I get it. I just abandoned my family, so it's like it's a smart thing it. to do. You know, <laughs> they're just dragging you down anyway. You yeah, know? it's it 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 was worth it for me, <laughs> so I did it.
3: Well, that's good, man. I mean, you're one step closer to getting rid of Twitter. No, I love Twitter. Oh man, I cannot stand that thing. Yeah, I hated it when I had it. And I hate it now.
1: I've I've nothing but love for Twitter. Um, at least the way that I've used it, I yeah. guess, because I know people talk about how toxic it is, it is and everything. Uh, "Quote unquote toxic." Yeah, but but like the like community, I guess that I'm involved with, I just don't see a lot of that. So. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I mean, you can find toxicity anywhere. Like if if you look I just for think it's it, more prevalent get, on Twitter because I just get it directed at me.
3: It gives people. I'm not going to get into a Twitter rant. Never mind.
1: <laughs> no, we got we got a show. To Why do. are we talking social media? We, we got a pop culture to. to talk about. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a fun show. We've got uh, all the usual fun stuff, including our buried treasure. Uh, we do have a sift quest this week uh, sent in to us that we're gonna get into, and we're actually gonna be doing a sift sort. I Haven't done one of those in a while. I know. So. We're going to be sift sorting the Terminator uh, films as well as the uh, TV show. Although you haven't seen Sarah Connor Chronicles. No. So maybe we'll just talk about that when we get to it. No. Um, but, uh, I'll of let course... you rank Summer Glau wherever you want to rank her. So. <laughs> Always high on the list. I like Summer. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to review Terminator Dark Fate. But we like to kick it off with some Do We Care. <laughs> Every single week. <laughs> I scour the internet to find out
3: what is going on in the entertainment world. I picked two topics for us discuss, because this week it was so dry out there as far as news, news is so only concerned. Only found two? Only found two. I barely scraped together two. Yeah. I found one. But uh, we must decide whether or not, if we care. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Do we care or not? Or not. Number one, the only bit of news that actually matters, Weiss and Benny are no longer making a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know how bad of a week is when I have to tell
1: you what's not happening? <laughs> You know, well, with the Star Wars, I mean, I heard somebody say recently that Star Wars has this habit of just announcing things too early. And one thing that they made me aware of is the fact that like when Marvel is doing stuff, they wait till everything's in place. And then they make a big announcement and the cast comes out and all that kind of like they don't announce years ahead. Oh, the the plan to do this like the stuff even for this next phase we didn't even know until what was it the comic con presentation it was like official official mm-hmm. I mean, we heard rumors and stuff but um, but star wars no man kathleen kennedy's like hey ryan johnson's gonna make some hey <laughs> Benny off and, and weiss <laughs> well ryan johnson's is still on is it uh, apparently? Ryan Johnson said recently that he is still in active talks with Lucasfilm to develop that. So, mm. um, so that one at least still has some, you know, things going on. But then you've got Lord Miller doing solo. Ooh, they're not doing solo, mm-hmm. you know. So not I mean, so it's, much. It's kind of interesting how they're fumbling a lot of this stuff, but i mean and to be honest it's not really fumbling this is normal this is how hollywood works deals come and deals go and stuff falls through and new people come on all the time like this is movies it's just because it's star wars and they're making it so public so early i think that we're more aware of it and it feels more like a fumble in my opinion
3: no i'm right there with you i just wish that they would you know, deal with it more along the lines that Marvel does because mm-hmm. Marvel holds it really close to the chest until they know it's going to be made Not, That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I agree with everything you said. If it's Star Wars, you know, people are going to take notice of something like that. And just make sure you got all that paperwork and stuff signed and, you know, you got everything ready to go
1: before yeah. you announce something. Yeah. Number two. Well, I did want to ask if you if this is good news or bad news for you. Uh, I'm I hate being one
3: of those people, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. After that final season of Game of Thrones, I kind of lost faith in Weiss and Benioff. Mm-hmm. So just because they made me so mad, I'm kind of glad they're not going to quote unquote tarnish Star Wars too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I wondered if you felt that way. I know some people feel that I way. I hate saying it because it sounds no, okay, so much like human
1: thing. I rage it, culture. Know? But yeah, like, totally.
3: I can't lie and say that that's not why I'm you know excited yeah. that they're not doing it. Yeah.
1: But, uh, I don't know, man. They gave us a lot of good thrones. You know, I, I'm more of the of the opinion after the last season that so much of that was just the the bones that you know George R. R. Martin laid down for see, them. See, that's what I'm
3: thinking. Like, oh, but, really? Was it just? all railroad martins you know doing that he yeah
1: i but you know whatever
3: left to their own devices they couldn't you know come up with a decent ending yeah endings are the hardest thing to do that is true as well but it just seemed like they didn't care yeah they just wanted to get done so they could not do star wars <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah all right we can move on to number two i was just curious apple tv officially launches
3: yeah yeah it was weird i got a i was just sitting there around talking to my family and my phone and I'm like, oh, what's this? And it says, "Congratulations, you have one free year of Apple TV." And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. So, um, is that because you bought something recently? Like, I I got my phone within the last year. So that's but probably that's, it that's the only apple product i bought huh.
1: so that must be it it has to be it
3: yeah unless they realize oh he spent so much money on marvel strike force we he is more <laughs> than. <That's laughs> he, right. he's,
1: he's wailed he's so
3: hard he yeah. is covered yeah but uh no um i haven't watched a second of it yet but I, there's a couple shows i do want to watch so
1: yeah uh morning
3: show looks fun and c
1: looks interesting the other one uh, is what the space one where Russia got to the moon first the alternate the oh, alternate history yeah I forget what it's called um, but that was the other one that sounded a little bit interesting to me um, what do you think about Apple TV have you checked have you checked it out at all like have you been on the interface or anything because I was Only curious on my about my phone
3: that. which I I go on Apple TV on my phone all the time yeah because that's where I buy movies now I right. buy everything digitally that way, I can share it with my family. I just bought all my family members' t- Apple TV boxes and just plugged them into their TVs. I'm like, whenever I buy a movie, you can watch it too. So uh, I'm always on that interface. So it's very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it's probably, you're right. It's probably the same kind of Apple user interface. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you're
3: familiar with how Apple and their interface works, then yeah, you're definitely going to be able to figure this out. No you, problem. You think they can pull this off? You think they can be one of the big boys? I mean, for the streaming wars? I mean, there's getting, so
1: much going on right if now. If they're
3: giving it away for free, I mean, you know, that's going to be a pretty, pretty good indicator that they trust. Like, if they're willing to give it away for free, they wouldn't do that unless they were sure that this thing's going to last.
1: I would think actually kind of the opposite, right? Really? Yeah, like if I think you were worried of- that people wouldn't subscribe, well we'll give it away for free just to make sure we've got a subscriber base and then, and uh, then you okay. know it's like the it's the drug thing, right? The first one's free, you know?
3: Yeah. So. I was thinking along more along the lines of we're so confident this is gonna work and that we're gonna be one of the big boys so we'll just give you a year for free. Because hmm. we're we know we'll make money off of this eventually. Yeah.
1: I wonder though, I wonder <laughs> if they if they're worried that people won't pay for it and that's why they're giving it away. Now obviously there are plenty of people that will pay for it. Um, my my instinct is that this is a really good move on their part to give it away for free Um, and I think if they didn't uh, I think it would be uh, of course here's the other thing with the streaming wars nobody has to tell us anything about how many subscribers they have, about how it's doing, that kind of thing. So we we may never yeah. know the answers to these questions. They're they're going to be in it for the long haul. They've invested a lot into this. I mean, the That's morning thing. the morning show alone is costing them so much so money. much money. Um, so I don't know. It'll it'll be fascinating to see where it lands on people's kind of streaming list. Yeah. Um.
0: I, I have,
1: uh, they gave me access to their press site, so I can watch all the stuff on the press site, so... Oh, there you go. Um, but if they hadn't, I, I don't think I would have subscribed. I wouldn't have either if yeah. they hadn't given it to me for free. Well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. wonder if they I wonder if they feel that way. But about now
3: it. I'm actually going to watch something because they gave right. it away for free. Exactly. So... Yeah, now you're hooked. Yeah, maybe. If C and The Morning Show aren't good, then I'll just drop them, because those right. are the two shows I'm like, you got to get me with at least one of these. Yeah, yeah. So... Um,
1: so, since you don't have another one...
3: I guess I could throw out HBO bought South Park for
1: $600 million. Well, I was going to say, HBO mm-hmm. had a whole presentation. Yeah. Yeah, so we could talk about, you know, we could continue talking about the streaming wars and talk a little bit about HBO Max. Yeah. Um, which they seem like they're, you know, gonna be a big player because they've done the things I knew they would have to do. They finally announced that TNT, TBS, all that... Stuff is going to be included in their library yeah. um, for HBO Max. This is the IP game is the game these streaming companies have to play, uh, and so to buy South Park to have those things, they're like, yeah, we want to, we want to be there. So I think I still think it's weird that it's called HBO Max um, when it's HBO is just. Feels like a part of it. Yeah. It's kind of strange to me, but yeah. if they want to make HBO kind of the leader brand, then sure, go for it. Um, What do you think the. Because the it's Warner, right? It's technically Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's technically Warner, which I think they should have just called it the WB, you know? Yeah, right. And just
1: say that it yeah. has HBO. Something in it. Warner, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, What do you think the average number of streaming services people will have?
1: Oh, I've said it's going to come down to four for most people. Four? I think most people are are willing to do about 50 bucks a month on their streaming services.
3: Okay. I was thinking four or three. So, honestly, I still think Netflix will be number one, even with Disney Plus. But Disney Plus is right there. I think that there are enough people who have Netflix that they're just afraid of change. Yeah, the head start. You you can't
1: deny the head start that they've had. Um. But Disney Plus is definitely
3: going to be a contender for that number yeah. one slash two spot. So that leaves two others. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe HBO. I don't know. I don't know who the other two are going to be. T-
1: I can tell you the ones I'm willing to subscribe to if they, if yeah. they weren't giving me press stuff. Yeah. Um, Netflix, uh, HBO Max, um, Disney Plus and my fourth one well I have side one I have like poker. Amazon I have... which would you count Amazon See, I Prime because you don't it's not why you have Amazon no. Prime no it's not yeah. it's just part of what comes with it and honestly that's kind of the tack that Apple's trying to take it's like you know which is smart it's like hey you buy our, <laughs> our hardware and you, you know this? you just you get this thing thrown in so I get it but um, and it wouldn't be Hulu for me I don't think I'd pay for Hulu well with Disney, you get Hulu. Well, if you do the full, yeah.
3: I just assume everybody would do that. It's such a good deal. You, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, Hulu, ESPN, Disney, all together. Um, I'm not necessarily interested in the Peacock. Not interested nope. in a- Apple Plus. So, I, I think I'm missing one. I know I'm missing. Maybe Prime is the one I th- I'm thinking I'm missing. But, but yeah, that would kind of be Let's my Let's look list. at my
3: phone because I'm all downloaded on here. <laughs> uh, Apple TV,
1: Voodoo. Voodoo's the Walmart one. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah, the only reason why I have Voodoo is because it's the only place you can buy 4K Marvel
1: movies. Oh, interesting.
3: Apple TV, they don't have the rights to buy 4K
1: Wow, it's so weird all the rights issues and everything. Yeah. It's very strange. Well,
3: with Disney coming up, I'm not going to buy any more Marvel movies, so. Yeah. But I had to have Endgame. I couldn't wait.
1: <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to oh, see yeah. who comes out on top. Four shizzles mm-hmm. as the kids say nowadays. <laughs> they do say that. Yeah. Nowadays and several years ago. Did they? Okay. (laughs) I thought I was hip. Is that going to wrap it up? Oh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for Duplicate. All right, let's move on to a review for Terminator Dark Fate. I
0: know you're scared, but I'm here to protect you.
2: Never seen one like you before. Almost human.
0: I am human, just enhanced.
3: Why do you care what happens to her? Because I was her.
0: Stop! I can see you're very upset. I'm going to help you
1: protect the girl. In Mexico City, a newly modified Liquid Terminator, the Rev-9 model, arrives from the future to kill a young factory worker named Danny Ramos, also sent back in time as Grace a hybrid cyborg human who must protect Ramos from the seemingly indestructible robot assassin. But the two women soon find some much-needed help from a pair of unexpected allies. Uh, What did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay, Andrew? I like the movie as long as I don't think about it too much. (laughs) That's a fair assessment. Yeah. I had a good time.
3: Yeah. I but really you, did. It's, I, it's fun. It's a fun movie. But I if you I think start, it is. But if you start thinking about it, oh this movie falls oh, apart no, no. so oh, quick. Oh yeah yeah. It reminded me a lot
1: of uh like how I feel about uh uh Dwayne Jim and I'm in? Well, Dwayne Johnson action movies. Like oh, Skyscraper. You, oh yeah. I had a real I had a blast at Skyscraper. You think about that. But if you start thinking <laughs> about that movie, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it is one of those movies, and my wife and I were both like, yeah, that's real low expectation fun, and it's Terminator, it's a universe that I'm interested in, it's the first of the Terminator sequels uh, after T2 yeah. that I've come out of going, oh, I'm glad that was good, a good time. Oh. The rest I've been very disappointed with. I thought you were
3: going to say it's the true sequel to uh, well, T2. Well, it,
1: it really does feel like a oh, Cameron more an said off, that an th- authentic sequel. Yeah. Cameron
3: yeah. said that this is the official se- sequel to T2 and that none of the others technically exists now so
1: what were some of the things that made it fun for you i'm not
3: gonna lie the rev 9 terminator is probably the coolest version of the terminator since the t-1000 mm-hmm. maybe cooler but i still think that you know the way that robert did that character is just so cool but man this this rev 9 is it's pretty sweet yeah the way it can morph into two yeah different i mean oh that's so cool and gabriel the guy who although again
1: don't think about it for too long oh yeah don't
3: think about (laughs) it yeah don't think about it yeah um
1: yeah. What did you think about uh, Linda Hamilton uh, coming back? I, it's great. It's, I thought she was great. I thought Schwarzenegger was great. I thought their characters were, were perfectly in line with who they would be at this moment in time based on the uh, the timeline we're in and what's happening in that timeline. Yeah, uh, I love the fact... I, I don't know how much of this is too spoilery, but, um, but I love the fact that we're dealing with uh, kind of a different villain. In a lot of ways, uh, that kind of is fresh and new and interesting. Um, so I like. Don't think that. about it. Just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed that, and I gotta, t- I gotta say, the action in this really had me. I was it's good. Re- yeah. I was it's really good. enjoying the action in this. Yeah. Um, I think
3: Mackenzie Davis is awesome in this movie. Well, she's my
1: favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Hundred percent. Now I'm a huge Mackenzie Davis fan. Yeah. I I love everything she's done, or at least everything I've seen her in. Um and I think she's phenomenal here. I think she's great in the action. I think she's great with the emotion. I wanna be a cyborg. So, you know, I look up to her in that <laughs> way as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I really dug her in this. Oh yeah.
3: Um I'm gonna say something and you're probably gonna it'll have to wait for spoilers for me to elaborate on okay, it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. This movie would be so much better if Schwarzenegger was not in it.
1: Oh, interesting. I disagree. I think I disagree. But c- can you? You have to wait to spoilers to explain it. Yes. Okay. okay. Here's my thing with Schwarzenegger. He had the best lines in the movie. If he had you, the funniest if, lines if, in yes, the movie. Yes. If you eliminate Schwarzenegger, I think you eliminate a lot of the comic relief in this movie. And it's and it's good comic relief. Girl. Like it's yes, it's 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 really. The, it, there's something not yeah. just funny about it, but almost kind of clever about it and interesting in the way they handle that character. And so I, it would be a big loss. You'd have to find that somewhere else.
3: Here's how I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is supposed to be a direct sequel to Terminator and T2 Judgment Day, I don't want humor. Those movies were
0: scary, you know, especially <laughs> well, yeah, the first this
3: Terminator. this is a different movie. Yeah, but I think that if you want it to be a direct sequel and you're saying none of those sure. other movies exist...
1: T- T2 has some humor it. In
3: has it has some humor, but it's it means something. The humor in this doesn't mean anything I other than to be funny. I don't know. I think this feels very similar to T2. I think, I
1: think the tone feels, feels right about the same as the tone of T2. I
3: think that if you look at what T2 did, it's saying... This was a Terminator, a killing machine that has no emotion, that was stolen by the Resistance and then reprogrammed by John Connor to learn how
1: to be human. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, not this one.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going into another Schwarzenegger impersonation No, there. I was trying to... <laughs>
3: Not this one. Yeah, not this one. No, no. Fair. Not this one. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Fair enough. Um, Like I said, oh, I can't wait to get to spoiler talk. And right. what I'm afraid of is when I get to spoiler talk, I'm just going to tear the movie apart with all the things that don't make sense.
1: Well, we've already stated that. And I think this is very important to continue to say, which is... I think you have to approach it as a low expectation, fun to visit this world action movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can approach it as an intellectual experience. Because if you do, I think you'll be very disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I did not. There was not a moment during this movie where I was like oh why am I still here or oh when are no, we getting to the next never. thing or I, I like the pacing was great the, the structure was great the, the the clarity of the movie as far as understanding where we were headed I will say again I am still in uh, post HFR malaise it looked blurry really? to me yeah. I wonder how long this is going to last but it's I'm just like, I'm watching it, I'm going, oh, I want this to be crystal, I want this action to be crystal clear. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it looked fine, but it the, was just... There are some
2: scenes, I, I saw it at the AMC IMAX, there mm-hmm. are some scenes that are, let's just say, in high altitude, at, at and it's dark, mm-hmm. and I,
3: I had trouble figuring out what was going yes, on Yes, did you see right?
2: it in 3D? No. I okay. Yeah.
3: Because I know normally with 3D, yeah, at that IMAX stuff. it darkens mm-hmm. everything up. Yeah.
1: So. No. So, um, so I will just, just to say I am still dealing with my my post HFR brain and it's bothering me. I want it to go away because HFR isn't coming anytime soon. But the, the action
2: scenes, the fight scenes and stuff like that were very fast. Like, yeah. like and that's a Terminator thing. But like compare this to like Marvel or whatever else. It's it is fast. Like the hits are coming and they're coming very
3: quickly. Yeah. I do appreciate that evolution no pun intended the way that the terminator universe has you know gone from the first terminator you know he's just a a tank an unstoppable slow moving tank that you Mm -hmm. just can't break whereas the t-1000 was this smooth liquid moving thing and he was fast and that was scarier because he would run Terminator never ran. (laughs) He'd always just slowly do the Jason Voorhees walking at you slowly, but you knew he would never stop coming for you.
1: It was more it follows. Yeah,
3: Robert Patrick ran. And uh, there's actually a really great commentary. Um, I'm going into a little tangent here, but do you remember in T2 whenever... John Connor is leaving the mall, and he gets on his bike, and then Robert walks out. The Team 1000 walks out, and then he chases him on foot running. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was so fast, he caught the bike several times. (laughs) And they had to get something to drag that motorcycle to make it go faster. Nice. Because they're like... Yeah, we, uh, he, he kills John Connor every single time. He's just too fast. Nice. But it just hearing that just made me realize, oh, the Team 1000 was so much more deadly. And it was a new kind of threat compared to the first mm-hmm. one. And I like that. And they do that in this movie, too. This Rev 9 is so cool. And the way that it can manipulate itself to become 2, that just doubles the threat, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, I just loved it.
1: Yeah. Uh, can I talk about a negative? Please. I think this movie steps in cheese piles uh, several times <laughs> yeah. throughout the film. Uh, it is, I mean, how many times are you going to make a play on the I'll Be Back? Like, uh, and I don't just mean how many Consecutive movies? Are you going to do it? How many times? How many in, times in this one movie? Yeah, are you going to make that play? Yeah, there are three three times in this movie. Yeah, they play and off of not, that line. and
3: if not that line, then another line. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, we get it. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, you know. Uh, you don't have to remind me. I'm seeing a Terminator Well, it just movie. makes it so obvious we're in a movie. You know, it's like uh, it just it it takes you out of everything because it's like, oh, you're it's breaking the fourth wall. Even though it's not breaking the fourth wall, it is breaking the fourth wall when you do that kind of stuff Mm because you're winking at the audience. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, there was a little bit much of that for me.
2: I really liked the relationships between the characters um, and they're all very different from each other. Like the way that Mackenzie Davis's character interacts with Sarah Connor is very unique, like how they how they uh, respect each other, but then also don't. And I won't get into spoilers there. And then uh, I definitely can't explain this for spoilers, but like how uh, the the relationship between Sarah Connor and the Arnold Schwar- Schwarzenegger character is very different than what, how we've seen those two mm-hmm. yeah. personas interact in previous movies. And so, um, like I, I thought. It, every interaction we see between two characters was very diverse. And it could have been very one note. It could have been very like, oh, it's just an action movie. It's just a popcorn flick. But they, they actually, I thought, gave a lot of thought to how how are these people actually going to communicate and interact with each other. Yeah, the, mo-
1: the movie takes the, uh, what is it, the Bechdel test and just like smashes it into a million pieces. <laughs> you know, because you've got three generations of kick-butt women having all sorts oh, the, of conversations. Oh, I was trying to think of what test, but it's the female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and they have all sorts of conversations about all sorts of things. Yeah. And you're right, the, the personal dynamics. And, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed that, that I, aspect of the movie as I well. I knew that
3: Linda Hamilton was going to come in with a uh, no BS attitude. Mm-hmm. And I love that Mackenzie Davis was just right there with her every single time. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to make yeah. my a name for myself in this universe, too. Yeah. So. There is yeah. something about,
1: and I think we... we uh, I don't think this is a spoiler. We know Mackenzie Davis is a cyborg. It's right there in the the, trailers and stuff. I do think this this movie doesn't go into enough of the doubt and distrust that would come with her being so much machine. It's there a little bit, but... You know, I, I would think there would be even more of like, oh, no, you're a Terminator. Like, at least a little yeah, bit of doubt yeah. of like, no, 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 I think you're a Terminator. It, you it know? mostly
2: comes from Sarah. She, When she first sees her, she's very afraid of her because mm-hmm. of what she can do. Yeah, yeah. but it uh, seems to go really it, fast. Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: right, you're right. It seems to be gone, like, yeah. almost instantly. Do you think that
3: has to do with both having the T-800 and Kyle Reese? She knows the role of the protector. Yeah. She knows what that is so she can get over it
1: Probably, quicker. yes. No, yeah. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's fair.
2: I think the fact that they introduced the cyborg thing which is new to the series if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, they it, it- it makes a more formidable protagonist, which we haven't really seen because it's the, the series has always been about human versus machine. This is which different. means
1: survival. It basically yeah. just means survival. In this case, there's an aggression to it.
2: Well, and they even say it like you know, with when it comes to Terminator, the best you can do is just run, yeah. right? But, yeah, yeah. But in this one, it's like no, she can actually fight back and she can kind of go toe to toe with a Terminator, and that's really unique for the series and fun to watch.
3: Yeah, because normally it's shoot it, make it uh, stutter and fall down, and then run away. But she charges at this thing. That that
2: said, I think everything got ramped up, though, because this Terminator's... Um, the most indestructible that we've seen like it's oh yeah it's this thing doesn't die and so yeah you have a more perfect a more powerful protagonist but then you also have a more powerful antagonist so everything's kind of ramped
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh anything else no post credit scene there you go no no post credit scene um yeah it's a recommend for me yeah um don't think about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't think about it (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm interested to
2: hear Aaron's thoughts in spoiler chat on some of the time travel stuff.
1: We will we will get there.
3: (laughs) Knowing how Aaron is so meticulous and judgmental about time travel in movies, I cannot wait to hear (laughs) Well, I
1: can say this in non spoilers, um, without going into any of the time travel stuff. I think you'll be surprised at how much it doesn't bother me because the movie doesn't It doesn't make a ton of rules for itself that it doesn't follow. It just lets it be mysterious. And that's okay with, me. like, you know, Mm. I mean, Back to the Future is ridiculous with its time travel stuff. But it doesn't make a big deal about, you know, it, it has a core rule, right? If you change the future, the future disappears. And it plays by that rule, you know. So, like, as long as a movie is willing to kind of set its own world. And I think this movie, for the most part, does. Now, obviously, there are paradoxes. Um, but that's different than breaking your own rules. So that's and that's where I start to get really frustrated. But yeah, we'll talk about it more in spoilers, <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah, uh, let's move on to our sift sort uh, yeah. for the week. We're going to sift sort the Terminator franchise stuff. Um, so there are seven things on my list Although you haven't seen Sarah Connor Chronicles So no. just six you, for you. you Like I said before I'll just we started throw that recording in. I'll just throw, throw that Summer in Summer glow and uh,
3: Lena Headey Wherever you want
1: um, I, uh, th- oh, In case you've never done a Sif sort Because we haven't done one of these in a long time We have to agree We have to agree on the final ranking So this is an official ranking from Sif Pop Between Andrew and I We will go from number seven up to number one Until we have uh, our final ranking. So I have a feeling this is actually going to be a fairly easy SIFT sword. I do too. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of disagreement on this. Maybe Uh, at the end of the list. I don't know. I think
3: the six and seven is where, like, uh, you have that at six, I have that at seven. Okay, where do you
1: want to Could be. Uh, Let's kick it off with number seven. Yeah. In the beginning, there was the end. Uh, I have uh, Terminator Genesis. So do I. And at number seven. That's a bad movie. It's really bad. Super bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a bad Terminator movie it's just
3: a bad this is a
1: really bad movie yeah what
3: happened there oh i don't know but
1: i i want this is a recent movie too right like yeah this is, this is the, it's the second it's the
3: second most recent one yeah like right before this one so yeah um and it was uh daenerys targaryen right em- amelia <laughs> clark <laughs> yeah amelia clark and you also had uh jai courtney and arnold schwarzenegger and you had what's his name um from Planet of the Apes. Uh, uh, Toby Kevill? No, no. He's also in Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, Brain. He played John Connor in that
1: movie. Okay. I don't remember, but yeah.
3: He's a big, great actor, Uh terminator and they spell genesis weird because jason Cl- <laughs> jason clark oh that's- yeah yeah jason clark jason yeah, yeah. clark yeah yeah oh man that was just so bad
1: yeah yeah that's a bad one we have yeah. got that at number seven yeah number six number six salvation salvation's at number six yep we may have the exact same list uh, we probably
3: do number five
1: well let's talk a little bit about salvation what do you remember about terminator salvation
3: yeah <laughs> um, I I was so hyped for that movie because I'm like, oh, so we're going to get a straight up John Connor movie with Christian Bale and yeah. it's going to be during the actual resistance. We're going to be in that post-al- post-apocalyptic Skynet. Era and it's going to be super cool. And that movie was such a letdown.
1: It's so dry. That movie yeah. is so dry. And that's that's what I'm talking about. With another reason, this movie feels more like T2 than than some of these other movies. Is I think it has that fun, that spark of humor and fun is in T2, and it's not in movies like this. Yeah. Terminator Salvation. I mean, maybe there's some comic relief in there every once in a while, but it just feels so dry. And what a waste of a great cast you know with christian bale and sam worthington sam worthington's and w- in there
3: anton yelchin's in that that's movie. who i was
1: thinking yeah anton yeah. yelchin um so man helen helen Bonham carter she was in that in there for uh, it's in the cast list mm. i don't even remember i'm i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i don't know tim burton made that it's, movie it's been it's been a decade <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh now we can move on to uh to number five okay what you got rise of the machines uh that's t3 right yes yeah that's yeah, what yeah. i got to yeah yeah this was where the terminator movies started to let Fall me down off. a little bit yeah it's not bad t3 is not that bad
3: but it's not good i think here's the thing we both know what number one and number two we may have them in different orders but there was a caliber to those movies mm-hmm. and this
1: was not on that level exactly know? yeah yeah that's the thing that makes it interesting if you if you watch, let's say you watch genesis yeah. And Rise of the Machines back to back. Rise of the Machines is going to look Oscar worthy, right? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing. But if you watch Rise of the Machines after you watch Terminator and T2, yeah. it's going to be like, oh, man, what a letdown. exactly. And we're kind of dealing with the same thing with Dark Fate right where it's coming after genesis so it's like oh this is great yeah you know this is fun this is good yeah so yeah i think that's very the psychology of it i think is important to kind of keep in mind yeah um so yeah i think i think this is a decent film i think and again it's been a while since i've seen it yeah but i think it played the terminator stuff pretty well and the action stuff's pretty cool so yeah i hey, enjoyed it
3: I'll, here's my issue with T3 the fact that they just did what they knew what they did with T2, and they know T2 was such a success. They just redid it. They they're like, oh, so mm-hmm. in Terminator, then we went to T2, which had the T1000, which was an upgrade of the Terminator. Right. So they just do that exact same thing. It's an upgrade from the T1000 to what was it, the T X or something like that, something like that. Um, but the yeah, it, there was nothing new about. Mm -hmm. terminator 3 except that they said uh judgment day is inevitable which you know that's not true (laughs) um i like the fact that it was from john connor's perspective you know yeah and that 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 made it interesting apparently linda hamilton died in that timeline but not in this one Mm -hmm. so yeah yep uh i think that that was the movie where they started to lean into the cheese
1: yeah, yeah, and it's it's a hard thing for a franchise to do is to kind of find that balance yeah. um, of playing the hits but not being tired. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fascinating that way. Now what you got? Uh, this is where I have the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Cool. Um, this is a fun TV show. I really, I really wish you had seen a few episodes well, it was only because, like 30 episodes, right? Yeah. You could, you could knock it out. It's, it's pretty quick. I just couldn't on a week's notice. No, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, it's what I love about it is it's, it's kind of right in, uh, you know, just kind of that, uh, Sarah Connor fleeing thing. And what's interesting when you, when you make the, uh, the week to week, process as opposed to just one story i think you can kind of amp up the world building in some fun ways and so Mm. i kind of enjoyed you know a lot of the the things that it did uh in doing that but yeah 31 episodes it was on fox if you haven't seen it and you're a terminator fan uh, i'd highly recommend checking it out cool so that's where i have it uh in right there at um what would be number four um so number three Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Oh. Yep. <laughs> and Easiest SIF sort ever. ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no. Is it crazy that Dark Fate is really the third best Terminator movie? Like, is that?
3: I think, honestly, and this is going to sound bad, the bar was set so low yeah. with every movie that wasn't Terminator and T2. I don't know. Rise of the Machines is okay. I don't. Honestly, it may be. Go back and watch it again. I don't want to. I think to. it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to. All right. Fair I enough. really don't. Um, so, yeah. But now, number two. I don't think we need to talk about Dark Fate. We just spent the last 20 minutes talking no, about you, it. So. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I have Terminator at two and T2 at one. Terminator and then T2? Uh-huh. Yeah, so let's talk about... Yeah, I have the same. All
1: right. We had so, it, we had exact identical yeah. uh, lists. Uh,
3: so let's talk about Terminator first. Yeah. Creepy movie when it first came out.
1: Is it a horror film? Yeah it kind of feels like a horror film to it me is, yeah it's a horror film yeah at least a thriller at least you know yeah. something in and that it, genre
3: because i had that low budget horror film you know mm-hmm. just and whenever it, it, you go low budget budget horror you ha- really have to rely on a interesting story mm-hmm. and i think that that's really where it shined because you had something that really is become a uh a trope now, you know, the coming from the future of a robot to kill. Like, but if you think about it, like you are the mother of the leader of the resistance. It's kind of biblical in a sense, you know, and uh, there is just this beautiful story
1: and it was much darker, much more grounded in a gritty Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on. Yeah. But then came T2 Judgment Day. Hey, I wonder since we're talking about uh T2 is the best Terminator movie and James Cameron did this also with Aliens, right? Like he, you know, took a franchise and that I was I think kept... he
3: he did Terminator the first one.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying like he has a he has a really good uh like approach to taking something down and dirty and then expanding it and making it you know oh
3: so you're saying like he took a horror franchise and turned into an action franchise that actually works yeah okay
1: yeah like what what like low budget ish horror movie could james cameron do a sequel to that would be awesome it follows (laughs) i was thinking upgrade can you imagine james cameron's upgrade 2 that'd be fun right yeah, it would be fun. Uh,
3: but here's the thing. Alien and the first Terminator movie uh-huh. were already masterpieces. Okay, fair enough. Upgrade's not a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. So you got to find something that would be considered a masterpiece in it follows, isn't a masterpiece. Correct. Uh, I'm trying to think of a low budget horror movie that people love, um, not inheritance or uh, <laughs> <have>, uh, Mid Samar.
1: <laughs> James Cameron. James Mid Samar Two. Too. Yeah. No. Late no, Samar. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about T2. Uh, it, it takes everything about the first one, the mm-hmm. world of the first one, and mm-hmm. then gives it a like pulpy fun place to live and the best decision they ever made was and it's it's hard to it's hard to visit in hindsight and realize how interesting this was but was taking the villain from the first one and making him the good guy and making him the good guy and the way that's presented in the second one is just it's really smart and it sends the movie into just a really cool place
3: the worst marketing decision ever made in my mind was in the trailers for that movie they let you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be oh, the good really? guy. Oh really? Yeah.
1: That's unfortunate. Yeah,
3: because I remember like looking back on it now I'm like, man, if they hadn't have told me that because leading up to it, you you don't know if Patrick or Schwarzenegger, you think Patrick's going to be the one to save him because you know he's the t- mm-hmm. he's the terminator, he's coming to kill him. Yeah. But as soon as he drops that Box of roses, and he's holding the shotgun. It, and he looks at John Connor and goes, "Get down!" And you're like, "What?" Yeah. And then he shoots the T1000. You just see that silver hole, and you're like, "Oh, oh, what's going on?" And you're just yeah. thrown for a loop. Yeah. But they ruined it. And the trailers are like, "He was once sent to kill. Now he's here <laughs> to protect."
1: It's almost as if marketing people. are aren't storytellers it's almost as if they're more interested in getting butts in seats than yeah. protecting the story yeah no, that's unfortunate
3: unless you're a j.j abrams movie all right like uh, cloverfield yes <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah abrams gets it um all right let's uh, do the hard work now of uh arguing okay. about this list so. and uh putting it together uh, i tell you what I'm willing to do. What you got? I'm willing to leave everything exactly the same. No! <laughs> I can't have it, Aaron. Uh, there you go. There's our official Terminator ranking. Has that ever happened? Have no, we... okay. no, and it'll never happen again. <laughs> uh, Genesis, Salvation, Rise of the Machines, parentheses, Sarah Connor, Chronicles, because uh, Andrew actually hasn't seen it, uh, Dark Fate, Terminator, and T2, as far as the Terminator franchise stuff. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, before we head on to the SIFT quest, just a reminder that SIFT uh, Pop is supported by amazing people like you. Like me? Uh, just like you. Uh, I Lots do, of amazing I do people. support. <laughs> Lots of amazing people just like you who uh, throw some dollar bills our way to make sure that we can keep seeing movies and doing this thing. So thank you so much for deferring the cost of SIFT Pop. SIFPop.com uh, exists because of you. SIFT Pop the podcast, the video uh, feed on YouTube, all that stuff exists because of of your support, uh, we appreciate you. If you want to support, we do it through Patreon. Patreon.com/sifpop. Lots of fun little uh, gifts we throw out uh, to those who support. Um, but again, you can go to Patreon.com/sifpop. Uh, support starts at three bucks a month, and uh, we thank you very much for helping us out. All right, on to the sift quest. Yeah. hi Aaron and Andrew. Hi, it's and us. My friend and I have been having a debate lately concerning aesthetics in a movie. Of course, the controversy stemmed from Joker, as all controversies do. Uh, He says that a movie's aesthetic can be beautiful, even if that beauty is not the best way to tell a given story. I say that a movie's aesthetic could be beautiful, but I don't think that this beauty can be considered when... "...separated from its story. For example, he said Joker was a better movie aesthetically than The Dark Knight, and I said I thought The Dark Knight utilizes its visual design to tell its story better than The Joker's does, regardless of how good Joker looks and feels. I guess my question is, can you look at a movie's aesthetic separately from the other elements of the film, or are they inextricably tied together?" Um, What do you think, Andrew? Thanks for the easy question. Yeah. No, I love talking about this stuff.
3: Uh, I'm going to say that I agree with the notion that you can separate the aesthetics from the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we do. We break things down. Right. And we don't automatically assume that just because the acting is bad, it's because the writing was bad. Right. You know, you you can separate things. Right. So you can separate the aesthetics from the rest of the movie. Absolutely. Um, I can see where there are... uh, Times when, say, the aesthetic is enhanced or is uh, hindered by another element of the movie, but that doesn't mean that they are always joined.
1: Right. I I totally agree. I think when you're talking about something so subjective as art is and as movies are or... Um, whatever the case may be, uh, why you like something has so many different parts to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like to use food as a, a, a metaphor for a lot of this stuff, too. Like, you can eat a sandwich. I do love food and, and sandwiches. And really enjoy the sandwich. Um, and you can then say, well, you know, I like this kind of peanut butter and this kind of jelly. Or the strawberry jelly is one of my favorites. I like the... No. concord the, grape. I like the uh, you know the 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 wheat bread or yep. the sourdough or whatever, so you know you can tell the parts and how those influence things. But at the end of the day, it's the sandwich that you're talking about, and so yeah. like being able to break down parts versus the whole, I think, is important. But it is so subjective. We like what we like, you know. So it's it's always going to be like that. Um, what I love is the more you get to know yourself. And the more you get to know about which parts of movie making are important to you. um, I've talked often about the fact that uh, the themes of a movie are going to have a much greater impact on me than almost anything else. If I think the message of a movie or the themes that are going because of however I was taught or raised or just the way I was made, right? This is important to me. This is valuable to me. And so when I'm assessing Joker or dark fate, or whatever it might be, that's going to be high on my priority list yeah. of what's important.
3: Whereas I'm the exact opposite, where I don't really put much you know, notion into the theme or the message of the movie. I look at performances, story, right. what I find right. captivating. Exactly. So yeah. whenever you just for behind the scenes, whenever you start talking about the themes and the messages, I I never picked, I didn't pick up on that stuff because I'm not looking for it. Right, yeah, yeah. And
1: that's stuff you look for. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what's really valuable about these kind of conversations is the idea that, and you're talking about aesthetics, and by the way, aesthetics can mean a lot of different things. I was about to say, aesthetics is very broad. Yeah. So
3: whenever he said, I'm like, is he talking about cinematography? Is he talking about right. you know uh, overall tone?
1: Color grading, exactly. sound design, yeah. all of these are aesthetics. Um, but when you talk about the aesthetics of a film, you are talking about something that can be broken down as an individual thing. Um, However, you also have to talk about how that does play into the thing as a whole, right? So I think it's a a very common case of you're both right, (laughs) you know? Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, of course you can talk about it separately, but you're probably going to have a better conversation if you can relate it. Yeah, I'm still leaning more towards
3: you can separate it. They're not always joined. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes they are.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so... <laughs> and, and they always should be considered. You, yeah. you should always consider how the aesthetics play into the movie as a whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm should. i I'm not being instructive here. I just know I find it better to process through what I like about something when I can take the parts and relate it yeah. to everything that, that goes with it. What works well together and what yeah. doesn't. So. We can
3: kind kind of make an example out of this dark fate that we just reviewed, right. where uh, the aesthetics, as far as cinematography, the action, you know, the CGI, all that was great. But if you can put actual like logic, as far as like story wise mm-hmm. goes, yeah. the movie falls apart, and that is technically an aesthetic of the movie because it's. All-encompassing, really. If you think about it,
1: I'm trying to remember which uh, Greek philosopher it was that talked about the different parts of the human. I, he may have said soul or something like that, but there's mind, heart, and um, like gut. Oh, Captain Planet! <laughs> yes, it was Captain Planet. I think. Yeah. Uh, although I think the gut part was more of the groin. Like, mm. so it was like brain, heart, groin, and it was the idea that humans are compelled by different things. And I think those are three great things as far as like what compels you in a movie. Now, when, when you say gut or groin, you may think of it just meaning sexual, but it doesn't. It actually means like um, desire. <laughs> yeah. Like appetite, you know, like like that kind of thing where it's like action would be that way. That's not a sexual thing, but it's like, oh, ho, ho, how cool is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's a that's that's gut. Right. Whereas yeah. heart is like it moves you. What's what's make? You know, a lot of the things I talk about with themes and and messages. That's a heart thing. Right. Like it's like, oh, that that moves me or I understand that, or I believe that. And a mind just makes you think. Yeah. yeah. Trying to understand and, you know, mentally expand your
3: horizons and stuff like that yeah
1: and i think that's a valuable trichotomy right like it's a valuable way to kind of think about how you experience a movie and and what it means to you and whether or not you're enjoying it and i think you look at dark fate and it ranks high on the gut scale for me like a really great gut movie not a mind movie but it's not a brain movie and and it's a little bit of a heart movie you know there's a there's a little bit of emotion there and the movie seems to understand what it's trying to say and so, you know, it's it, talking about it in that way is just a different way to approach what is a very subjective thing. Yeah. It's not science. It really isn't. I'd, I'd say
3: it's 70% gut or groin, 25%... <laughs> Or heart, and then 5% mind. Right, yeah, That's, yeah, how, yeah. that's what I would rank Dark faith.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, so, I don't even know if that really, at the end of the day, answers your question, um, but we appreciate you sending it in. Honestly,
3: that's a, uh, a discussion that we could spend, like, hours on, which yeah. I'm sure these two have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so you're both right. Congratulations. (laughs)
1: Congratulations. Everybody's right. Everybody gets a trophy. That's just going to make that person so mad. It is the 2000s. Everybody gets a trophy. Um, So thank you so much for that. And we love these questions. Deep questions. Shallow questions. Doesn't matter. Send them our way. Uh, Feedback uh, at Sifpop.com if you want to contact us. Uh, All right, let's move on to our buried treasure for the week. Andrew, um, do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll let you go first. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we did. And I watched a little bit of The Morning Show. Ah! What'd you think? Um, I like it. I dig it. Well, it is uh, one of your buried treasures, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I need some more. I need some more episodes to know for sure. Uh, it is certainly well done. These are certainly very talented uh, actors. What? Reese uh, Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston have talent, and Steve Carell. Who knew? Wow. Um, the, is trying to touch on some things that are tricky and hard to really, uh, you know, they're they're kind of eggshelly a little bit, you know, walking on eggshells kind of thing. Um, but but the show really draws you into the characters uh, in a way that. Is fascinating and interesting, and you kind of want to know more about their story. Jennifer Aniston is stealing the show for me. I think she's great in the first few episodes. I just think that what she's putting on screen is just, it's so beautiful and so real. Um, I really like what she's doing.
3: From what I gather, and you can correct me since you've actually seen the show, but it's about a morning show host who is getting up there in age and she's being replaced or in talks of being replaced. So she's trying to fight for her job sort of thing. There's
1: a little bit of that. Um, There's a, a lot of Me Too. Uh, her co-host gets me-toed me as a verb. And it's a, that's a loaded way to say it. I, I apologize for that. But yeah. that's just kind of... You understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what I'm talking about with the eggshells thing, too. And the way they're handling his character is very interesting to me. Um, but it is... Uh, so there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, I think I think for the most part, that's a part of it. All of right. what's going on there. But, but
3: you give it a recommend. And if I, you have... Apple TV Plus, which I'm assuming a lot of people do now.
1: Yeah, I I am glad that I have access to it for this show. Uh, If even having seen it, if my access to it went away tomorrow, I still wouldn't subscribe just for this show. So it's not it's not one of those things like oh, I have to see this whole season. Yeah, uh, it's more of you know this is good. Imagine that you put good yeah. actors and good <laughs> material. It did make me. I saw somebody. Uh, I think I retweeted it um, on Twitter, but somebody mentioned it, it made them miss the newsroom. Aaron Sorkin's the newsroom.
3: Oh man, did I tell you guys? Started, oh, I did. It was one of my buried treasures last yeah. week. Yeah.
1: So um, that that rung true to me. Like there's there's an element here. It's just not. Not next level.
3: Is there walk-a talkie?
1: Yeah, there's there's not a lot of uh, walking and talking. Yeah. Um, well there's walking and talking separately and occasionally together, but uh, <laughs> not a lot of long hallways. Oh. Uh what do you got for your buried
3: treasure? I'm gonna go with the Vigima game. Oh. It's a little game that is really picking up steam on how popular it is. It's a game called the Outer Worlds. Can you buy it on Steam? Yeah,
1: if you pick I up think, Steam, yeah, as you picks up Steam.
3: steam? Yeah. Um wow if you were disappointed with fallout 4 then pick up this game because it is the fallout franchise done right i believe it or not they released a finished game (laughs) but there's no bugs at all? No bugs. No day one patches. This is all going way over my head. Okay, so there's a trend now where every single studio releases unfinished games. Yeah. And you buy it, and then you wait for the patches to come out. And it's the worst trend in entertainment, in my opinion. Like, there is no trend that drives me more nuts than developers unfinished games than the selling an unfinished yeah. game. It yeah, yeah, drives yeah. me crazy. Obsidian is the developer of this. They're like, hey you guys remember how everybody loved Fallout 3? And we're like, yeah, it's one of the greatest games of all time. And you know how you were upset about how bad Fallout 4 was? Like, yeah, it was buggy as all ever. Well, here's a game that is exactly what you wanted. It is funny. It's intriguing. It's expansive. No bugs. The game is finished. And uh, it's really cheap. So, <laughs> yeah, if you have a Xbox Game Pass, I think if you have PlayStation Plus... Uh, you get it for free.
1: Very nice.
3: So, uh, other than that, I think it's twenty five bucks for what should be a sixty dollar game. It's crazy good. It's everything I wanted in Fallout Four that I didn't get. What's it called again? The Outer Worlds.
2: Okay. But, about how long did it take you to finish it? Oh god, I'm nowhere near done. Oh, I thought you would played all the way through. Gotcha. Oh,
3: there, I, it, I've heard it's about 15 20 ish. It's such like. There's so many side quests you can go on, and I'm one of those people, like, I got to do every single side quest before yeah. I leave, like, an area, you know? Like, it's one of those, oh, you can go to this new planet, or you got a couple more side quests you can finish, and I just get this feeling of why why leave that behind, Yeah, you know? I don't want to have to come back and do it later on. Yeah. So, I'm a completionist, I guess is what the terminology is, but... uh. Yeah, oh, it's super fun. It's super funny, too. Nice. Yeah, love the game.
1: The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. One word or two?
3: Uh, three, because the, what's like the what's Outer like, Worlds. What's
1: like your favorite thing about the game, like playing humor. it? Humor. The humor is your favorite? Yeah,
3: easily. Because it's, it's smart humor. It's not like um, cheesy, corny jokes or anything like that. It's pretty smart humor. Like, a lot of good writing went into this. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And I also love the fact that along the lines of the Fallout Bethesda kind of franchise, it has that uh, choose-your-own personality type. Like, it gives you the options of responses and stuff like that, and you can decide if you want to be good or bad or whatever. And uh, the character design models are great nice so, it's crazy that i didn't even hear about this game until it was already out for as good as it is so i can't recommend it enough if there you, you love like the
1: whole fallout vibe the outer worlds the outer worlds very nicely done well we did it man yeah we did we did podcasts. yeah in this timeline
3: at least who knows what we're doing in the other <laughs> timeline
1: uh are you the are you the um the the metal bones or the malleable outer traveling part of our combined (laughs) i think with as much as i pop and rattle i think i'm the i'm think i'm the
3: metal you know i'm not liquidy enough (laughs) i clink and i clank all the
1: time nice Thank you so much for joining us for Safe Pop It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media You can search for Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out. Thank you, buddy. Huge thanks to Phil for hanging out. Yeah. Uh, huge thanks to you for hanging out. We appreciate you being here uh, whether it be watching us on YouTube as we stream live or listening to the podcast in your favorite podcast player. We appreciate uh, all of you being with us to talk pop culture. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up at feedback at sifpop.com. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Cif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sift Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks, including a monthly video hangout, uh, which is this week, by the way. So if you join now, you can Come hang out with me, uh, I think, uh, this Wednesday as we talk about movies and such. You can find out more at patreon.com slash Lots of ways to connect with us. Comment, rate, leave a review at Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than running full speed underwater. Uh, We will have spoilers next for uh, Terminator Dark Fate. That should show up in your podcast feed. And then we'll be back next week with, I think, Dr. Sleep. Oh, yeah. Do a little... Have you heard of the Stephen King guy? It's going to blow your mind. Yeah i
3: haven't read this book yet
1: <laughs> that actually does blow my mind i know it blows my mind quite a bit i know i
3: wasn't going for a uh, like a what's that uh, i wasn't going like for a trickery or yeah. anything like that yeah.
1: like, i really haven't read this book yet no my mind's blown <laughs> yeah we'll be back next week to talk dr sleep
0: and we'll see you then